Praise the Lord. Welcome to this week's Weekly Word, brought to you by Redeeming Love Church here in Gamaliel, Kentucky. rlcgamaliel.blogspot.com I want to remind you what we do here in the Weekly Word is to read Scripture and confessions and that type of thing to uh, get you over the hump and into the weekend so that, uh, you know, it'll carry over with you and, you know, keep the Word before your eyes. Keep it in your heart, because we know that many of you can't make a midweek service or midweek Bible study for various reasons, so we want this to be a blessing to you. I want to start out with our seven healing confessions today based on the Word of God. We read these every week. Some are straight scripture, some are uh, made more personal, but it's still the same scripture. Nothing changed. We won't change one jot or tittle of the Word. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in me, and he is quickening my mortal body by the Spirit that dwells in me. Romans 8.11 is the basis for that confession. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Jesus Christ the same, yesterday and today and forever. That's Hebrews 13.8. He never changes and he never will. So he's still going about doing good and healing all that were or are oppressed of the devil. By Jesus' stripes I was healed, so I am healed. 1 Peter 2.24 is the basis for that. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. That's Matthew 8.17, the basis for that confession. God restored health to me and healed me of my wounds, based on Jeremiah 30 and verse 17. And finally, affliction shall not rise up the second time. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. Once you're healed, don't let it come back on you. Stand on that scripture. Praise God. I want to read... uh, some scripture leading up to uh, Resurrection Week, this Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, April 4th, 2021. Uh, I want to start and read it from Matthew. There's some various, there's some varying things in all three, but, uh, and John's is quite different, but the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, some of the things vary. So I'm going to start with chapter 26, the New King James Version. The plot to kill Jesus. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, that he said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. And when Jesus was in Bethany, at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him, having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. When his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil 
might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, this, that this woman, what this woman has done, will also be told as a memorial to her. Verse 14, Then one of the, the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver you to him? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? Then he said, Go to the, into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. Son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. Verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins, or the forgiveness of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it's written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I'll go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Verse 40. Then he said to the disciples, or then he came to the disciples, I'm sorry, and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. 
Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, saying, O Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one sees him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Suddenly, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think I cannot now pray to my Father, and he'll provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled? That it, that it must happen thus. In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. But all this was done with, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Those who laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, and the high priest, Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard, and he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at least... But at last, rather, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, as it is said, Nevertheless I say to you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look now, now you have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Verse 69, Now Peter sat outside in the courthouse, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him, and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. 
But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him before the rooster crows, You'll deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Chapter 27. Jesus handed over to Pontius Pilate. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. When they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what's that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priests took the silver pieces and said, it's not lawful to put them into the treasury because they're the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed them. Verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him, Not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they uh, wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two of you, or which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult uh, was rising, uh, the word tumult means an uproar, um, he, took over, he took water, rather, and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. 
And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Wow. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, uh, flogged him with a Roman scourge, Jesus, uh, he, he delivered him to be crucified. 39 stripes with a cat of nine tails. And, and if you've never seen The Passion of the Christ, it's extremely hard to watch. And they say that that's not even close to the, how terrible it was. <clears throat> then this, And he did that for your healing. Praise God and my healing. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. The praetorium being the governor's headquarters. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him, took the reed, and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Verse 32, Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. In, in other words, uh, vinegar. But when he had tasted, he would not drink it. When he had tasted, he would not drink it. Then they crucified him. And divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which were spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right hand, another on the left. Those who passed by blasphemed him wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. You're the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he's king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he'll have him. For he, he said, I am the son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now, in uh, other books, it uh, the one robber argues with the other because the one is, you know, reviling him. And he said, this, this guy doesn't deserve it. We deserve what we got. And he said, Lord, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And uh, he said, today you'll be with me. He said, know this today, you'll be with me in paradise. Um, that is in... I believe it's the book of Mark. But it, it, it doesn't matter, it's in there anyway, so... Praise God. They didn't both revile him. They, talk, they were talking to him, so that's probably what, why Matthew wrote it this way. 
Verse 45, Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those who and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Jesus buried in, uh, was buried in Joseph's tomb at this point. Verse 57, Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had honed out of the rock, and he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary, sitting opposite the tomb, or in front of it. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember, while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard, go your way. Make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. Chapter 28 Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. For he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, 
and there they will see me. Verse 11, Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to his chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted them, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, Tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if this man comes to the governor's and if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Verse 16, which begins the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Praise God. Well, that's Matthew's rendering. And, uh, and next week I'll read Mark, um, even though it will be after Resurrection Sunday. It, it, you know, it's good to read these any time of the year. It doesn't matter whether it's Resurrection Day or not. So... Praise God. You know, if, if, if you have never made Jesus your Savior and Lord of your life, this is the greatest time to do it right now. Right now, when, when it's uh, such a, a wonderful feeling about the, the uh, Christian world, you know, that the resurrection has taken place and, and uh, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and... Uh, Ever, he ever lives to make intercession. So, he, he, you know, he instructed Paul to write to, in his letter to the church at Rome that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that's what we as Christians need to be telling people. Verse 13 says, All those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. John 6.37 says, If you come to me, Jesus speaking, I won't cast you out. I won't turn you away. And, and that's all we have to do is call upon him to be saved. Call upon him today. Repent of your past sins and ask forgiveness and, and make Jesus your Savior and the Lord of your life. It'll be the greatest day of your life, bar none. Pray this prayer with us. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, just as I am. Your word says if I come, you won't cast me out. You won't turn me away. Come into my heart, Jesus, as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. I repent of all my past sins, and I ask your forgiveness. And I thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Father. I'm now your child. I'm born again, born from above. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing, and I'll speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for healing me. In Jesus' name, amen.
Praise God. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or to come back to the Lord even or to be filled with the Holy Spirit, get to a good church. A word-believing, word-living, word-teaching, word-doing church. And sit under good teaching. Those who are teaching the full gospel, the unadulterated word of truth. And if you get on TV or online and, uh, you know, in Roku, YouTube, Facebook Live, any place where somebody's teaching the word, listen to people who are teaching the full gospel, the full word of God. Get into a daily devotional and, and uh, study the word daily. Get it into your heart. Keep it in your heart. It's life to those who find it and health or medicine to all your flesh. Praise God. Have a blessed rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, a wonderful resurrection day. Praise God.